My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Uh, for this, the 21st day of November 2023. Got a special guest this morning who I'll introduce here in just a second. Real quickly, I'll run over the headlines that I'm going to get to later in the show today. Uh, Miss Universe Philippines was honored by Carnival, and it's an interesting reason why Carnival honored her. We got the details of the Aida Aura um, deal that was released. Residential Cruise Line fails to acquire a ship. Hot Air Tom, I hope you haven't sent them your money yet. Uh, Port Everglades warms of heavy traffic for the next few days. Port Shoreside Power Facilities coming to Genoa, Italy. And Civitavecchia record. And we've got to talk about a weather update. So we've got a lot of stuff to do this morning. And by the way, today, today is National Stuffing Day. I have no idea why. We're two days away before stuffing. Of course, then it's a turkey day. So who knows? All right. So um, I have a, a special guest this morning. And the best thing to do is just to introduce her. It's Allie Ingersoll. She has a blog, by the way. The Quirky Quad is how I got onto her. And then I find out that she knows everybody that I know in the disabled community. We've been trying for months to get together to, to chat. So with no further ado, Allie, welcome to the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. First thing I got to ask. I know the answer, but my audience doesn't. Where did the quirky quad come from? It actually came from, um, it's a really wacky story. It came from when I was spending an entire year in bed, actually from a pressure sore on my backside over my tailbone and my sacrum. And I was um, uh, multiple surgeries later, six months in bed. I had a couple more surgeries to go due to surgeon's error. And I decided if this was going to be my last surgery, if I didn't survive, I was going to do something wacky. So I decided to go on online dating experiments. <laughs> and um, I would pack my wound um, and I would go out with these gentlemen and um, they wouldn't know what was going on. And it was against doctor's orders to get out of bed, but I did it anyway. I would pack my wound um, for a few hours and get up and then go right back in bed. And so I was um, dating these gentlemen to explore sexuality and disability and stereotypes associated with it. And I had about five months of this and I was having a ton of fun. And I called them my gentleman callers. And I would write about it on Facebook, actually. And somebody, a dear friend of mine, proposed to me, Deborah Davis. She runs Push Living Magazine, actually. 
She said, well, why don't you um, make a website and write about this stuff about dating and sexuality? So I did. And I didn't know it was what it was going to be called. And I kind of put a poll up on Facebook of multiple names and the Corky Quad resoundingly won. And so that's originally how the Corky Quad got started back in, oh gosh, 2016-ish or so. And then it morphed into something much bigger. And I rebranded because my original logo was two ladybugs having sex. And I handed my card one day to a uh, appellate court judge in North Carolina years ago. And I said, oh gosh, I think I need to rebrand. It's time because it's not just about sex and disability anymore. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of, back when you were playing the dating game. Uh-huh. Did you find? I'm there again now, actually. Okay. I was married and now I'm back on it again as a 40-year-old quadriplegic. Do you find men that want to be with you because you're a quad ah how are we being um truly authentic and transparent right now oh absolutely i mean i'm i'm asking an honest to god straight up question yeah so those men are called or whether it's attracted to man or woman they're called devotees um and devotees i actually dove into this project a few years ago and they are people that are attracted to other people with physical disabilities um, and different levels of paralysis, paraplegic, quadriplegic, toes, hands. And I talked to a therapist about it. It's actually a psychological condition um, where they're attracted to this. But, you know, I say each to his own. If you're not, you know, weird or stalking me, unfortunately, um, I interviewed a bunch of devotees and they don't know why. They just are attracted to these kind of women or men. And, um, and the deeper root behind that is they think that they can take care of them or be their knight in shining arbor, which plays into this concept of ableism. But when I started dating, I didn't run into that on the regular dating sites. I get approached by devotees a lot on social media. I mean, most of them are very nice and harmless. The creepy ones, I just, you know, they, they don't bother me. I just don't answer or I block them. Um, but most men were either in the beginning, they were just curious um, so I actually had to put a little disclaimer on my dating profile. If you would like to have sex me sex with me because I'm in a wheelchair, on a wheelchair, it's probably best to move on. <laughs> you know, um, I, that's not really what I'm into. If you are, I respect that, but I'm definitely not the girl for you. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, give us a, a, a brief history on where Allie has been and where Allie is now. Um, sure. Yeah. Very brief. Grew up all over the world. Um, English uh, father, German mother. Spent much of my life in boarding school. Home base was always the Bahamas, a very out island of the Bahamas. Um, traveled alone at a very young age. Moved to China in my mid-teen years by myself for a few years before university. Um, came back to the United States for university in California and Miami, majoring in economics and entrepreneurship. And worked in politics in my mid-20s. Quit that, jaded by politics and politicians. Probably no different than devotees. And moved back home to the out island in the Bahamas. And I learned to be a technical analysis day trader um, in the stock market and futures and um, foreign exchange. Um, then I took a shallow water dive uh, on it from a tiki bar, just hitting sand, leaving me a C6 quadriplegic. That's quite a story and one that I post all over my website as well. And I spent the next seven years of my life full-time working, day training, but in the hospital for seven years with, oh gosh, um, cervical cancer, pulmonary embolisms, um, life-threatening spinal cysts, um, pressure sores, you name it, it probably happened. So I didn't have much of a life for seven years. Moved back to China again for life-saving spinal surgery. Surgeons over there in a rehab program. Um, connected to Dr. Wise Young and Rutgers University. And I finally moved to Raleigh in 2016-ish, 15-16. And I developed that stage four pressure sore, spent a whole nother year in bed, multiple surgeries. And that's actually what prompted my life over the last six or seven years is I got involved with the disability advocacy community and just on Facebook that I wasn't alone, that others were going through what mm -hmm. I was going through. And I started fighting health insurance companies for fun because they kept denying everything. This work went smashingly for myself and I took it national, um, leading me to win Miss Wheelchair America 2023 for health insurance advocacy. And so I had two se separate lives. I had my work life 
and I have my advocacy life and healthcare equity access issues and mentoring new quadriplegics and so forth. And I kind of married my two lives together a handful of years ago. So now I work in corporate disability strategy consulting uh, for about a third of my time. I day trade and then I do um, national public speaking around the country. And I donate about 20% of my week just to helping the human race by sitting on a lot of nonprofit boards, um, helping individuals, connecting people. Life, life is beautiful with people. It's all about relationships and connections. And if I know someone that can help you, I will make that introduction. But that's that's who I am as a person. Um, do you still travel at all? Oh, gosh, I've traveled more this year than I have in the last 15 years. Many of it for conferences, for work and speaking engagements, flying, driving, you name it. So it has been a very, very busy year. Yeah, that was that was my next question. Next question was, do you also drive? Yeah, I don't drive. No. Oh, gosh, I was 25 and I had a car. I was a terrible driver before my accident, sold my car, vowed I would always get driven somewhere. Ironically, broke my neck. My dream came true. So um, I can drive. I could, but I'm too cautious about muscle spasms. And I think it's more dangerous for me to be on the road. So I have my caregivers or friends or family or whomever I'm with drive my van. Yeah. I, um, I am not near as far along as, as that. Uh, I have just gone, I have just stepped up from using a scooter all the time. Yeah. To using a, um, will see to power chair. Okay. Uh, which I am ambulatory for about eight to 10 steps. Okay. And that's even with oxygen, you know, where, um, that's about all I can do. So mm-hmm. when I got the, the, the C2 chair, I mean, it comes apart easily for putting in a car mm-hmm. easily for most people. Mm-hmm. but it was longer than I could actually stand and have any oxygen left. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a lift uh, for my car so I can just take the chair up on the lift, raise the lift, strap it down, raise the lift and get in the car in seconds. So mm-hmm. I'm now traveling with the chair and with the lift. I just, I've just flown a couple times now with the seat to chair and the airports to me are doing much better uh, on, on uh, handling at least power chairs. I've been very successful so far. Yeah. You are in the outlier group of success with your wheelchair and an air, airline and airport. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. when you're flying someplace, mm-hmm. the, you have to use the airports chair people or do you have how do you get get on a plane it's really tricky um i'm blessed to have full-time caregivers so i travel with a caregiver or a group of people i just came back from california with my one caregiver and i take my power wheelchair it's a permobile f3 and i found a solution to break it down into pieces and create this cover so uh, they can minimal damage. Um, it doesn't always work. Um, and then I have to hand them off my power chair at the gate of which they, they're supposed to put it in the cargo hold then directly right, right from the gate. Um, then I transfer into one of those airport, really uncomfortable airport chairs have to sit in that strap. I'm paralyzed from the chest down as a C6 quadriplegic with paralyzed hands and limited arm um, movement. And then I have to wait on that chair. Then I have to go down the aisle plank then right at the uh, entering the plane, then you have to get on that teeny tiny ILC, which is made for somebody that's like five one and eighty pounds. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Uh, my caregiver or I, I get some gentleman depending on who's there to help me. Um, it's really uncomfortable, completely undignified. Everyone's staring at you. They're making you. They're trying to just get you on as quickly as you can. You're like, okay. I am paralyzed. I can only move as quickly as I can move, right? You're going to hold up the flight and all they're thinking is dollars, dollars, dollars. So it's a really miserable experience. It's not fun. However, I will preface that by saying 
even in really terrible situations, I find a weird way. My coping mechanism is laughing with a lot of dark humor and through education. I understand that a lot of people don't feel that way and feel disrespected, but I always find everything a teaching moment. Um, and I'm like, okay, so you see how I almost fell on the floor? Okay. We don't want that to happen to other patient to, to, to other um, clients and people that are flying here, are maybe some general techniques. It doesn't work for everyone that you can try for safety. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I never thought about a teaching moment. <laughs> I always turn idea. everything into a teaching moment. <laughs> Right, you've mentioned a couple times in there a day trader. Mm-hmm. Finance, Obviously, if trader. you've been day trading for a long time, you're very successful at it. Um, I don't have, I'm blessed to be able to work full time in different areas. And yeah. I don't have Medicare or Medicaid because I make, make too much money. So I don't qualify. And I was married, am married, almost not married. And um, so... It's great, but at this, it's a pro and con thing, right? So on one hand, I make enough money to support myself, but every dollar at the end of the year, if you look at the income, but then you look at my expenses, your mouth would drop the floor to the floor. So mm-hmm. I actually don't have the ability to save for retirement. I save up money and I said, screw retirement. I am just going saving up money for whatever's extra for two trips a year to do something really fun and wild because Aging with spinal cord injury is going to get more challenging. And I already, I have my plans for age. People agree or they don't agree with, but, uh, um, but I also don't get a day off, right? As a consultant, even when I'm sick, I work. I suffer from constant chronic nerve pain, which is like burning pins and needles in 80% of my body 24 seven. It doesn't matter if I'm in pain or I want to cry. I still have to get up and get a deadline done. I have work, so I don't have, so it, there's pros and cons depending on how you look at it. You are kind of on the opposite side of the ADA than I am because you're working inside organizations for Mm -hmm. them to then comply with ADA. No, I don't do ADA. Oh, you don't do ADA. So I do a lot of, um, I run different global disability communities. I coach employee resource groups, work on disability inclusive hiring practices for people with all disabilities. So I don't work on the legal compliance side of ADA. I fight different um, legislative issues on my pro bono advocacy life. That's different. And that's a whole nother life. That's just uh, what I love to do. (laughs) Wow. I can see now. We're going to have to do this again. (laughs) All right. So what's what's ahead for you in 2024? Excellent question. That starting December 1st, I'm taking the month and slowing down just a little, hopefully, um, to figure that out. I have a lot of directions I want to go. I'm doing too much at the moment, uh, which is not a great thing. So I need to figure out how to strategically pare down my life a little bit to focus on, have a greater impact on the initiatives I'm working on. So that will be a question mark and ask me that in the, at the end of Q1 in 2024. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll give you, I'll give you that one. Cause I'm sometimes my planning is a bit of miss. Well, we too. plan and life happens in every opposite oh, yeah. direction that you can. Yeah. But that's about overcoming adversity, especially with disability and adjusting and planning to the unknown. You just, we don't, we wake up and we literally don't know what might happen. We all do intuitively. Our intellectual brains know this, but emotionally there's still such a disconnect, right? But we have to live in the constant unknown, especially with physical mobility impairments where you rely or depend on other people or you have um, diagnoses that is um, not only debilitating, but progressing you wake up and you don't know what's going to happen the next day. What is your plan A through D? So that many of us, we have to think in multiple dimensions at the same time. Right. Right. And I, you know, my situation with, with mobility is probably not going to get any better. It's going to get progressively worse. Of course, I'm a lot older than you. I mean, I'm old enough to be. Am I allowed to ask how old you are? I'm 75. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm lucky to be here, number one, but I don't see things, especially the breathing part, ever getting any better. Yeah. So that tells me that I'm probably going to go more and more 
toward being chair bound all the way. Right now, I don't use the chair in the house. Mm-hmm. From I call my room the cave. From uh-huh. my cave to the bathroom, uh-huh. I can walk. Okay. Right. So I don't have to worry about. Uh, and this is a, if this part of the house was built in 1903. I don't have to worry about this being wheelchair sized and et cetera, sure. et cetera. Uh-huh. Uh, my sister is considerably smaller than I am and plus has a bit of dementia now. Uh, she uses a much smaller um, a manual chair. Okay. Um, so, you know, that part of the house suits her. I can get to the dining room table. That's not quite as far as the, as well, the Well, anything you can do, even a couple steps. I mean, that is going to preserve your, your, uh, osteoporosis progression. Yeah. I have osteoporosis of an 85 year old, if it makes you feel better. And I'm only 40. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll, I'll ask for some advice on how I should, how you think I would be best to handle issues i do studies of cruise ships every Uh cruise ship i'm on Uh and i've been on just in the last 20 months i've been on 38 it's a lot of cruise ships so i cruise a lot Uh getting ready to go uh, next week again as a matter of fact where are you going next week uh i'm actually hosting a cruise on the norwegian escape gotcha out of port canaveral okay uh, which I'm driving to, not flying. Okay. So I'm leaving a couple of days early because I, you know, I'll wave as I go past Raleigh and get on 95 South yeah. and go forever. Uh, but anyway, I do studies on ships for the disabled community slash ADA. Yeah. And I I try to, whenever possible, meet with their compliance officer or special needs coordinator on every ship that I'm on before I leave. And I give them my list. Here's what I found. Here's what you need to work on. Because sometimes they're going to come in and you're going to have to be ADA compliant. That's the next movement in the cruise industry for ships sailing from U.S. ports. Okay, that's true. When you come up with one that has all kinds of problems and you don't feel that that person is giving you any kind of satisfaction, what direction would you go to try to get them in line? I would take a multi-pronged approach probably. Um, One, I would use social media as much as possible. I would probably reach out to local news stations and I would then on LinkedIn find the higher up manager person uh, within that particular company for the cruise industry. And I would write them and I would put a calendar, a note in my calendar to write them twice a week, every week until someone um, replies back to me and I would continue to call, but I'm pleasantly persistent. So it may take me months, but someone's going to reach back out to me and not just reaching out once or twice. I'll do it 50 times. I've done it many times. Okay. But I mean, that's, that's, I mean, a lot of people either don't have the ability to, or they're dealing with life, or they don't have the time to. And so it's people like us that have to be the advocates for those who can't advocate for themselves for what we're really passionate about. And this is what right. you're really passionate about. Right. And you can awesome. drill down to the right people on LinkedIn. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And I, I'm, I don't use LinkedIn other than to approach some, some of the things I'm using. I need to use LinkedIn more than I do. Yes, you do. Okay. All right, Allie, I can't thank you enough for us finally getting together for the, what was going to be the first chat. Now that I can almost guarantee you and I promise that I won't screw things up. Like I have a couple times in the past. And I actually thought I was going to screw up again today. Thankfully you were able to come right on. So. Oh no. I mean, we, we got, you know, at the end of the day, we got it done and that's what matters. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, Allie Ingersoll, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. And so you, I don't know if you're familiar with StreamYard, the little red X down at the bottom. All you have to do is 
Will do. Take yourself and out. Good luck All with right, the rest Allie. of your show. Have a great day. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time we get together. Okay. Bye. That's Allie Ingersoll of the Quirky Quad. I enjoyed that immensely. All right. I'll be back with the rest of the show, folks, after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Okay. Now, let's see. Am I? I think I might have kicked myself out again. I'm just checking. Can everybody hear me? Somebody stick in whether I am live or not. Because I did one of those things where I kicked myself out of my own show. Uh, can you guys hear me? Somebody post a comment, please. Um, in stream, I'm showing the stream is live. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you, Steve. Okay, so, well, how do I keep doing that? I completely took myself uh, uh, out of the show again, and, and I'm coming back to it. All right, so we got, I got a bunch of things to go over before I actually get to the news. Uh, you might remember back when Pittsburgh Jason was on board the uh, uh, Conquest. Uh, this is the one that I thought I had and lost while I found it. All right. That was Pittsburgh Jason down there. And where was he? He was in, uh, Cartagena, I believe it was. Okay, so we have a whole bunch of uh, things that I was going to share today. So let's see where I'm starting here. This would be, um, oh, this is um, um, Lizzie over in Hamburg. Now, so you sail into Hamburg. I've never been, I've never sailed into Hamburg, so I was not aware of this. You sail into Hamburg, and then to get into Hamburg, you go through this, you, you walk through this tunnel. I suppose that's because of weather and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, that's, um, that's kind of interesting, I thought. And then when she got back through the tunnel, and she, she, I started misbehaving in the hot tubs, but that's Lizzie. So we love Lizzie to death. Uh, Lori B is on the independence of the seas. And she did some great photography, right? She, that first day, she must have been running around filming everything. Uh, that, of course, is the uh, Mariner's Lounge. And the ice rink that night, uh, that's upstairs on, ooh, that's right outside of the um, uh, upstairs deck. And, of course, Sorrento's Pizza, which is um, one of the great things about many 
uh, Royal Caribbean ships. That would be Angela with Katie at Coco Key. And of course, that's our lovely Katie. Uh, then uh, they went to Mason Jar for dinner. Uh, Katie, by the way, uh, this is Katie in the Mason Jar. I uh, had um, shrimp and grits. That's what Katie had. And then she uh, said that she was walk, did a walk this morning, and that is the view this morning. There were some interesting uh, things that happened on Katie's uh, cruise yesterday, but there is absolutely no news on it. Uh, there was a uh, request for any O-positive blood, and they thought some uh, one of a kid or a child on the board needed transfusions. And then there was rumors around that they were going into Fort Lauderdale. There is nothing in news sources on that. And I, my tracker shows that it did not go into Fort Lauderdale. From Coco Key, it just went around by Fort Lauderdale on its way to Cozumel. And they're kind of right in formation with uh, Adventure in front of them and a Mariner behind them. And the three of them, I mean, I'm sure they're several miles apart, but basically in formation heading in that general direction. So it did not go into Fort Lauderdale during the night last night. And there's absolutely nothing on the wires about uh, about that. Our friend Bubba, of course, he's on the Volan Dam for about, I don't know, three months or something, uh, 74 days or some, some crazy amount of time. And they had a seafood buffet um, last night, or night before last, actually. This was the sushi portion of it. And uh, that's some of the crab legs, and uh, that looks like uh, clams, um, mussels, and more crab legs. This is the seafood buffet, king crab, dogenous crab, crab claws, shrimp, mussels, clams, and sushi. A bar shrimp salad, grilled vegetable platter, and French baguettes. That's on the Bowling Dam, which was actually, I thought, really, really cool. So, uh, and our friend Elizabeth, Elizabeth on location, she was in Lisbon and she said, uh, Chili, this isn't a good place for wheelchairs. And I, I said, I, yeah, no, I would not be where you're standing uh, on a wheelchair. Uh, this is, of course, is the marina, and it's going into dry dock in, uh, was it April? Maybe it's May. So, uh, Elizabeth, does that mean you're going to be back in Cozumel uh, so I can take you out to lunch next time I'm there? I certainly hope so. I miss you when you're working. So, that's Elizabeth on location. All right. Uh, let's knock out the news, uh, the weather uh, portion for the day. The, um, got two systems out there in the Atlantic. Uh, first of all, the one to the south is disorganized showers and thunderstorms over the Central Sea are associated with a small area of low pressure. Uh, this is going to do nothing. 10% chance in the next 48 hours, 10% chance in the next week. The other one now, the one to the north, we got to watch this, but for, and for a much unusual um, a reason. And let me tell you what's going on with this one now. It's an area of low pressure that's expected to develop along a frontal boundary over the central subtropical Atlantic later today. This non-tropical low is forecast to move southeastward notice that move southeastward across the central subtropic atlantic over warmer sea surface temperatures 
during the next few days and environmental conditions appear conducive for this system to gradually acquire tropical characteristics, a subtropical or tropical storm could form by the later part of the week as the systems to continue moving eastward, followed by a turn northeastward by the weekend. So it's going to go eastward and then turn northeastward. That's the exact opposite of what systems normally do in the Atlantic. So not sure quite how to look at this one and how to handle it. They're saying in the next 48 hours, there's a 20% chance of further formation. But in the next seven days, it jumps up to 60%. So no matter what, we got to watch that one. All right, that's the weather. The top story today um, has to deal with the actual um, No, I'm in the wrong place, folks. Sorry about that. What happened to my picture? <laughs> it ate the picture. Okay, so I got to stop here long enough to go reload that picture because that's the important, that's the lead story this morning. And it ate my picture. And that one took me by surprise. I'm not used to losing something in the middle but not something at the top. So, all right, let's try this. Okay, now we're in the right place. The lead story today, during the 72nd annual Miss Universe competition, Michelle D., representing the Philippines, received the prestigious Spirit of Carnival Award, the accolade presented by Carnival Cruise Line Significance signifies D's embodiment of the company's core values of fun, friendship, diversity, and inclusion. Carnival Line President Christine Duffy made the announcement during the live finale held in El Salvador on uh, the weekend, over the weekend, uh, which was broadcast internationally. Michelle D was recognized not only for her grace and beauty but also for her dedication to a cause close to her heart. Inspired by her two siblings with autism, Michelle has made autism acceptance, inclusivity, and education her mission. At Carnival, we want everyone on our ships to feel welcome, and we were the first and only cruise line to be certified as sensory inclusive, said Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line. I know our 13,000 Filipino crew members are going to be very excited, very excited about her selection. I agree with that, and I am uh, just tickled that somebody of that stature is tackling autism as a cause. Awesome. All right. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm going to mention it again today. The Black Friday sale from MSC Cruises. Drinks and Wi-Fi included up to $500 onboard credit. Plus, kids sale free. You got a couple specials to look at. New York to the Bahamas as low as $269 per person plus taxes. Three nights from Miami to the Bahamas as low as $109 plus taxes. A seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise from, that's also from uh, Miami, as low as $349 per person plus taxes. And a seven-day Western Caribbean cruise from Port Canaveral as low as $239 bucks plus taxes. Just call me at the Alaska Travel Desk, 434 Two five eight nine two six four. 
I'll be happy to talk to you about that. Okay. The next story, folks, <laughs> has to do, and I'm going to be in the right place, folks. Celestial has secured its second new cruise ship this year. It acquired Celestial Discovery for $60 million, which was originally built for Carnival and sailed under Aida Cruises since launching in 2003. Carnival announced the ship was for sale earlier this year. And by the way, folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is Aida Aura is what Celestial purchased. The ship joins the recently arrived Celestial Journey, and both will now undergo comprehensive refurbishment work in Athens. The mid-sized Celestial Discovery has 633 staterooms, 62 balconies, with a total guest capacity of 1,266. Cruises on Discovery will open for bookings next month. The new ship will take over the 2024 program of Celestial Olympia. Guests booked on the Olympia uh, will now be contacted by Celestial and offered re-accommodation options on the new ship. All right. The purchase of uh, Aida Orta, Ora by Celestial uh, puts a halt to um, a company that was trying to buy it. The uh, Obviously, it was a milestone for Celestial. However, it also signaled another drawback for a startup residential cruise operator, Life at Sea. The startup, operated by Murray Cruises, we've talked about them before, had pinned its hopes on purchasing the Aida Aura. Despite our efforts, this is a quote, the Life at Sea project faces challenges due to investor withdrawal, said Vidat Ugurlu. CEO of Murray Cruises in a statement. The company, which was behind the Life at Sea three-year world cruise, failed to get going on November 1st and has yet to acquire a ship. While we're in talks to acquire a, a similar vessel, if the December 1st sale is jeopardized, we offer alternative departure dates or expedited refunds, or uh, Gurlu said, although we could use our current vessel, the Gemini, we remain committed to delivering the promised larger, newer vessel. While Life at Sea delayed launch has now come and gone, it is a familiar scenario for several residential cruise ship startups. Victoria Cruise Line is chartering a former Holland America ship uh, now named Victoria Majestic. However, this hasn't saved it from multiple delays in launching. The third revised December launch date has been postponed indefinitely, citing low initial occupancy and competition from other startups. The company says it needs around 80% occupancy rate to make it financially viable. Villa V Residences is touting, is touting a three-and-a-half-year round-the-world voyage, visiting 147 countries with residences, residences starting at 100 grand. It sticks steadfastly to a 2024 launch, but hasn't secured a ship. Founder and CEO Michael Peterson has promised to close the deal for a ship before the end of the year, let me point out, folks, the end of this year is rapidly approaching. Storyline's launch has been pushed back by two years to late 2026. This is partly due to a chosen shipbuilder filing for bankruptcy due to Russian sanctions. The company says over half of the upcoming ship's 530 condos have been reserved. All right, this came out of 
uh, Port Canaveral. Over the next uh, few days, Port Everglades has issued a warning to cruise guests traveling during the Thanksgiving holiday week. That would be this week, folks. And up through early December to expect traffic delays and consider making ride share or public transportation arrangements to the port if possible, as parking will be very limited. Though one of the busiest travel seasons of the year, a total of 35 cruise ships will be impacted by the expected heavy traffic from November 20th through December 1st. This includes vessels from Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Disney, Holland America, Princess Viking, Silver Sea, and Azamara. Seven, uh, several days are likely to be exceptionally heavy when there are multiple ships in port at once. Before the busiest day is likely to be Saturday, with seven ships scheduled in port will be the Sky Princess, Emerald Princess, Odyssey of the Seas, New Amsterdam, uh, Celebrity Reflection, and Celebrity Apex, and Disney Dream. That could cause a little traffic jam, folks. Thankfully, I'm not going to be going in there until the uh, 2nd of December. And I'm not going to Fort Lauderdale either. I'm going to Port Canaveral. So hopefully I won't have that kind of issues. All right, the next story this morning, folks. Uh, construction has started in Port Genoa, installing new shoreside power facilities. These enhancements aim to allow passenger vessels while docked at the passenger terminals to cease their diesel generators and connect to the city's electrical power grid, resulting in an immediate and substantial reduction in carbon emissions and noise pollution. And the final story this morning, folks, comes from a little bit to the south of that. 2023 is going to be a record year for, for Civitavecchia. The Port of Rome has reached more than 3 million passengers in the first 10 months. That's just to the end of October. The record is a first for any Italian port and prepares, uh, propels Lazio into Italy's leading cruise region. So congratulations to the folks at Civitavecchia for already handling 3 million passengers with still a couple months to be added onto that. That is pretty awesome. All right. That's going to end the news portion of today's show. So now I'm going to go over in the chat room and see who is fussing at me today. Hot Air Tom is with us. Ken is with us. Dennis is here. It's the cruise life. Hey, glad to have you with us. Kelly's here. Good morning from Boston. Good morning, Kelly. Steve's with us out in Kentucky. Dennis says hello to It's a Cruise Life and Kelly. Mike's with us from the other side of the pond. Hi, Mike. Pound that thumbs up, everyone. Yeah, boy, we'd appreciate that. Um, Dennis says hello to Steve and Mike. And everybody's still speaking back and forth. Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. Emily's here, says good morning to everybody. You guys spend more time talking back and forth to each other. It's amazing. Everybody says, uh, hello, everybody. And Dennis is talking about my guest today. Wonderful attitude. I think so, too. I really like I enjoyed that. Uh, she's a, boy, she's a crackerjack lady. I, I did. I didn't like that a bunch. Uh, Nikki's with us down in Jacksonville. Hi, Nick. Uh, there's Jason. You just went live. Thank you, Jason. Cruise Life says it's loud and clear. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for saying that. 
Emily says, great interview. Thank you, Em. All good here. Your stream never stopped. Okay, well, I just, I, I thought I took myself out. Maybe I just, I don't know if it's anyway. As long as you guys got the show, that's what matters. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, Emmy says loud and clear. There's Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Does the bottom of chili shirt say bourbon? I like, no. It says, I like big boats. That's what it says. I know. You guys want me to call them ships. I still call them boats. She sells sushi at the seashore. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't. I was struggling getting sushi out this morning for some reason. So much seafood. Yeah, boy, I would have picked out on that one. Chili's Cruises, did you see the latest saga in the Panama? It appears the shipyard it was stopping at in Oregon to remove the funnel must not have been up to task. The latest saga. The ship is now in Victoria to remove the funnel and will then go back to Oregon to the Portland dry dock. No, I did not see that uh, hot air. Uh, what's wrong with the funnel hot air? Uh, Jason wants to know. Um, the, see the saga in Panama. Are, are, you're not talking about the ship, the, the freedom that just got the new funnel, are you? Murray Life at Sea is Turkish. The three-tier uh, voyage was supposed to have embarked from Istanbul 1st of November. The funnel was too high to get under the bridge in Portland. Oh, okay. So this is one of the carnival ships that's going to a dry dock in Portland. What ship was it, Hot Air? Because I am not familiar with that. I did not see that at all this morning. That's hilarious how they could not know that. Well, yeah, you'd think that that would be automatic. So, uh, all right, uh, guys, to go over a couple things on my schedule, I am going to do a show. I'll, I'll be at brief on Thursday. I have no idea. I'll see what the news is like. Uh, but I will do a show. And no, I'm not counting on anybody being there. If you are, fine. I'll be here. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, up to it's up to you. Because uh, I know a lot of you have to, you know, take over my place of cooking for 40. Uh, which, thank God, I don't have to do anymore. Uh, but anyway, I will do a show Thursday. I'll do a show Friday. Uh, next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are okay. Thursday and Friday are in question because I will be driving to. Uh, uh, where am I going? Uh, Port Ever, uh, Port, uh, Port Canaveral. Yeah, that's where I'm going next week. I'm thinking I'm going to leave, maybe right after the show. Uh, panorama chili typo. You didn't read my mind. Oh no, I thought it was something that happened in Panama, and then you started talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, Portland, and I'm thinking, what is Todd Air Tom talking about? Now I understand. The Panorama is doing the dry dock in Portland, not in one of the normal places. So the Portland people know how to fix azapots, I guess. Uh, go to Disney World. Uh, Dennis says, I'll try to be here. No, 
There's no holidays here. Yeah, you don't have Thanksgiving over there. Neither does Mike in in uh, in London either. You know, he, yeah. So uh, I could I could do a show with uh, with Mike and Dennis. That'd be okay. I don't care. I don't care if anybody's here Thursday. Next week um, is a different story because of uh, traveling and how much time I'm going to take to get to get there because again i've not i've you know i drove to dinner and back with shoes on and uh, but that's still going to be a longer drive for my foot until i know for sure i can do it without it bothering me so uh anyway i sail on uh on the second now i can always roll into Port Canaveral on the morning of the sailing, too. You know, a couple hours away. I'll, you know, I'm going to play that one totally by ear. Uh, But Thursday, maybe I'll do the show Thursday, leave right after the show, you know, drive five or six hours and stop. And then Friday drive, you know, the majority of the way down there. And then drive in the last little bit on the morning of the cruise. Possibility. I will bring you up to date on that one totally next week when I have everything laid out. Um, At 11 a.m. Thursday, we will be arriving at uh, Richmond International Airport for the flight. Might have to leave early and park to listen to you. Well... You can listen if you like hot air. If not, I understand. People are traveling and cooking and doing all kinds of weird stuff on Thanksgiving. We're not doing anything here until like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening. So I got nothing to do during the day other than sit here and answer the phone for Nate, which I'll do as well. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for the day. Uh, So, uh, it's going to be another busy day here, folks. I did have quite a few phone calls, and I will hopefully have quite a few more today. So, that that part of it is great. Um, So, uh, hit the thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Man, I'm pushing. I'm up to 4730 or something like that. So. You know, I'm not that far away from 5,000, guys. I mean, I tease about it all the time that I'm going to, I want to hit 5,000 by one o'clock this afternoon. But I'm getting, I'm closing in on 5,000. It's not going to be too, maybe on this next uh, cruise. Who knows? I generally have a little jolt up when I'm on a cruise. So we'll have to see on that one. Uh, But anyway, would appreciate the thumbs ups and hit the subscribe buttons. And the bell notification. You'll know when I go live or when a new video is up. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today, guys. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fabulous day, everybody. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad.
Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.